Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. What up, everybody? It's Rob Brandt. And it's Rick Brandt. And we are the Brothers Brandt. Welcome back. Episode 104 with the Brothers Grant. This is the 2018 Final Four with Grant Hill, Jim Nance, and Sister Jean. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Rob, this podcast episode is going to be epic. So bonkers, Ricky. Bonkers. It's our favorite time of the year. It's March Madness. We're in the heat of things. And This podcast episode had to be dropped now because our listeners heard in the previous episode, episode 103, about my escapades in 2010 in Indianapolis during the Final Four when one of our friends on the Duke Blue Devils hosted myself for a epic journey during the Final Four National Championship game. This, Rob, eight years later in San Antonio was arguably equal to or more legendary than that one. Rob, in 2018, we had Sister Jean, who was leading the Cinderella Loyola Chicago. We had Villanova, Michigan, and Kansas. So three blue bloods, three powerhouse programs, and a school that nobody had ever heard from before. And they all converged on San Antonio. And your boy, decided to join him. Your boy, your boy, Ricky B, decides to join him in San Antonio. Remember the Alamo, Rick. Remember the Alamo. Well, what Uh, was cool about this one, Rob, was it was actually the 80th annual tournament culminating with that year's Final Four in San Antonio. It was the fourth time the Alamo Dome and the city of San Antonio hosted the Final Four which, oh, by the way, the Alamo Dome is pretty sick. It, hosts, it holds 68,000 people. So their capacity is, is quite large. And um, man, oh, man, it was pretty cool. That was the year you might That's remember. That's where the San Antonio Spurs play, right? No, the San Antonio Spurs play in a different arena. Wow. This Alamo Dome is specifically there for indoor football games and <laughs> large basketball events as well as with like concerts i think they do some rodeo type things there as well sure why not it's texas it's an older venue but they've poured tens of millions of dollars into it over the decades to keep it up to date and um they'll actually be hosting a final four in a few years so uh san antonio is one of the more 
attractive cities. It's really cool. They have a river walk if you've never been there before. Um, they've got a convention center, a lot of hotels. So it's really, it's really an awesome city. You're guaranteed to pretty much have excellent weather too in early April. But in 2018, Rob, this was the year that the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, known as UMBC, upset number one ranked Virginia. It was the first time ever that a 16th seed had defeated a number one seed. And I know you immediately went online and started purchasing UMBC swag. Rick, I was probably the first person on Amazon. As soon as that buzzer sounded, I bought myself a UMBC t-shirt, which ended up being uh, uh, wrongfully advertised size-wise, but Nonetheless, I got a uh, little uh, memory from that from that game. You can say little once again because that shirt was tight as hell on you. And it was advertised as a large, but the thing made me feel like a sausage. It, it was like really a small. I have no. It was like maybe a kid's large. And what was so crazy about it is that you insisted on wearing it all the time. Like you wore that thing for probably a full year after purchase. It, yeah, it was, yeah, you know, I got to get my money's worth out of it. I'm not going to let it go, you know, unused. Well, it went used, my friend, real used. Oh, so here we go. We're in 2018. It's April, and I see the Final Four approaching, and I say to myself, why not? Why not go to San Antonio? Let's explore our Rolodex of contacts. And you and I had a friend slash business colleague who acquired for me through his Texas-based company a Final Four VIP ticket package. This thing, Rob, had the soup, nuts, the meat and potatoes. It had it all. This was decked out. I had tickets not just for the Final Four. I had tickets for the national championship, all of the tailgating, the parties, the convention center, fanfare. This thing was tricked out. I am so fortunate that I was able to obtain one of these. Regrettably, as we'll get into, I didn't attend the national championship that year. I flew back to New York for a New York Yankees opening day game, which, oh, by the way, got snowed out. So I should have stayed in San Antonio in hindsight and stayed for the national championship. But really, this podcast episode is a feature into what makes Final Fours so epic. Wow, you just absolutely crushed that. <laughs> well, so walk walk our listeners through the the flight there. You know, you get the games are on Saturday and Monday. So what happens when you get to San Antonio? Who do you meet? Where do you go? All right, so here's how it went down. And I have to be just totally candid as always on the Brothers Brand podcast, but no we continue to operate on a shoestring budget and I get great joy, just like you get great joy out of creating memorable experiences with almost as little as possible being spent out of our little savings that we have. So I exemplified that in this episode. I flew into Dallas on a Friday. I rented a car and drove a few hours south in the direction of San Antonio. I got near San Antonio and I pulled up to the nicest Marriott hotel I have ever seen in my life. Because at that hotel, I was to pick up the ticket package, this Texas-based company. It was a short-term 
kind of thing where this came together real quickly. So they were able to leave it at this hotel at the front desk safely for me to pick up, which Friday late afternoon, early evening, I did. Rob, this Marriott hosts the PGA Tour event known as the Valero Texas Open, which coincidentally takes place the first week before the Masters. So if you sports fans listening to this Brothers Brandt podcast episode put two and two together, you're darn right. I was rolling up during the Valero Texas Open, which is the third oldest PGA Tour event dating back to 1922. It's actually celebrating its 100th year this April. So that's going to be um, a lot of fun to watch this come in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be epic. And it's always great because a lot of players are getting tuned up for the Masters if they haven't already descended on Augusta. And I roll Greg, up. Where did you stay? Well, here we go. So I was hoping to stay at the hotel. I was willing to plunk down a few bucks. I wasn't really spending much at all. But Whoa, when you say a few bucks, how much is a few bucks? I don't know. I could have been comfortable spending $200 for that night just to get a nice rest that evening. Okay. And, and that might've been the cheapest closet space they had at the Marriott, this Marriott at least. Yeah, you and, were, uh, have to room with the janitor. I would have been comfortable with that, but not even the janitor closet was available. So here I was, I ended up going into the bathroom. I did some sort of bathing, the most extreme bathing you can do in a bathroom without being arrested for indecent exposure. And uh, I basically cut my hands together. Sounds about right. I, I fill it up with soap, water, and I'm just washing as much as I can on the upper body face area. And, um, and you know what, Rob, I made no effort in hindsight. I can't, I don't understand why I didn't, but I made no effort to look at other hotels within a driving distance down the street. <laughs> I decided to just give up and sleep in the back of the car along the back seats in the parking lot of this Marriott hotel, which actually, again, this was a really nice resort. I think it was a safer choice than going and exploring anywhere else in San Antonio. Uh, Rob, I woke up to birds chirping. The sun came up nicely. Um, it was, it was actually quite nice. Uh, the, the rise in the what, morning. What kind of car did you have? Oh, it was, it was a beater, baby. I, I beat that thing up. It was a fuel efficient, just get me there, get me out of there. It was not anything fancy. You're so. a big guy. You're six two, crammed in a beater, crammed in like a Ford Focus. Crack the window just a hair. Let some fresh air come in, and you, you know, you roll up a couple uh, sweatshirts, and you got yourself a pillow back there, and you call it a night. I've done it before. I'll do it again. We've all done it. Absolutely. Done it. When Morgan kicks you out, you're going straight to that Honda Accord. Yep, that's probably likely. So here I am. I get up the next morning. And I revisit the re restroom, Rob. The same restroom I took a shower in the night before. I decide to take a shower in this morning leading up to the final four because it's Saturday now. It's game time. It's uh, ready to get, you know, settled in. I'm ready to embrace the final four atmosphere. I'm ready to get to downtown San Antonio, but I do have to do a little rinsing in the restroom. And at that point... Um, I roll downtown, I stroll up to the Michigan hotel, which is kind of cool because every team in the final four, all four of them get their own hotel and they deck out the lobby with graphics, signage. Um, there's just like fanfare outside the stadium and outside the hotels. 
Um, there's buses. Each team has its own bus now with graphics on the side of it with their team logo to take them to and from the practice facilities and the Final Four arena. Which is fascinating to me, Rick, because on a previous episode, we talked about how we went to an SEC championship game, Alabama versus Georgia. And Alabama, you know, we happen to be in the same hotel. And that makes sense because, you know, they're traveling and it's like, you know, 50 players, 60, 100 players. And then it's really funny just because basketball, it's a lot less. It's like 20 people, 30 people, like with all the personnel included. But yeah, they just take over the take over the hotel. So you went to the Michigan one first. If I know Rick Brand as well as I think I know Rick Brand because I'm your brother, um, you know, biologically, we don't know yet still. We're just undecided. But um, brother, nonetheless, grew up with you. I assume you got some food. Made it right towards the buffet, my friend. Went to the buffet, got plate after plate after plate. And uh, it's really cool because not what only are the players. What were, what were they working with? You know, it was a lot of eggs, a lot of sausage, bacon, uh, potatoes, hash browns, uh, some fruit, yogurts. It was a good breakfast buffet. And um, this also, too, was open up to their alumni and the people staying in the hotel, which were pretty much Michigan so you donors. You just blended right in. I blended right in. It wasn't hard. And uh, I did, in fact, have a blazer. I had some Michigan pins on. I had a Michigan tie on. So I really uh, was looking the part, my friend. And I chummed it up with UMBC head coach at the time, who, as we alluded to earlier, had the greatest upset victory in the history of March Madness just a few weeks prior when they knocked off Virginia. His team was not playing in the Final Four, but what I learned is that all of the coaches within the Final Four, in fact, all of the NCAA coaches have the ability to attend the Final Four, and uh, that's what he was doing there, and uh, he was so great. He was on a high for probably the rest of his life after that victory. And uh, that was really cool. Then I swung over to the Villanova uh, Hotel, went to the Loyola Chicago and the Kansas Hotel. The buzz was in the air. Now, let me ask you this. Did you have lapel pins for every one of them? No, no. There was no Loyola Chicago lapel pins I could get my hands on on such short notice. But I went there ready to root on Michigan. You know what? Michigan was playing in the early game. Um... We have a dear friend of ours who is a Michigan alum. We wanted, I wanted to root on Michigan. And um, that's who I was taking in the final four. And they later on, as we'll get to, took on Loyola Chicago. And, and it was quite a game, actually. But um, before the games got started, I ended up joining up with a friend of ours, the Bucciolatas, their whole family, who are big Villanova people. They were downtown. We grabbed a lunch on a picture-perfect afternoon along the Riverwalk. And then uh, I went over by myself and attended the, the free fanfare sponsor activations in downtown, which you got to do. If you're ever at a Final Four, make that a priority. Don't just go to the games, but go to the, the fun activations and the sponsor activities they have going on. It's really, it's really cool. So Any, any good bands? Any notable bands? I remember last time in Indy, you said there were Stone Temple Pilots, there were Food Fighters, like anyone notable? Well, yeah. So, Rob, this was the afternoon, late morning leading up to the games on Saturday. So 
No concerts were taking place at this time, but they did have stages and they did have concerts set up for Saturday evening after the games. And then believe it or not, Friday night and Sunday night are big concert nights when they also have I believe that activities going on. I did not partake in any of those. I think Maroon 5 was their headliner um, during this year's Final Four. I remember seeing signage for it saying, ah, man, I wish I could go to that. But after the Final Four game, I was planning on getting out of town. What up, everybody? Sorry to interrupt the regular programming right here, but Rick and I have to pay the bills, so we're going to run an ad. This ad is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys. So um, here's what was really cool to me, though. I got to the stadium really early, as I always do. I dressed the part, and I was one of the first fans to enter into the arena two hours before tip-off. So it's like four o'clock on a Saturday because six o'clock is when tip off of the first game is. The first person I bump into is the general manager of the Alamo Dome, Rob. This guy lives and breathes the Alamo Dome. He's all about the venue. Him and I were chatting it up. We got a nice picture together. Um, he clearly had a lot going on, but he took time to chat with me, who I think he thought was important. I was not. But a, I a blazer, thought I was. a blazer and lanyard will do that to you. It will. And uh, then I went down towards the lower court area. And this is a Brothers Brandt inside tip you can only get on this podcast. Absolutely. I did it Give it to him. 2010. Him. And I did it again in 2018. You go down low, and there is very much so, if you're one of the first people inside the stadium, there is the ability. I'm not saying you got to hop over guardrails or go places that are clearly marked, do not go, but you're just able to easily walk down, especially when you dress the part. And there's a few security people standing around, but it's so darn early. They're not even really on their P's and Q's. You walk in and uh, next thing you know, Rob, I'm literally standing on the court. I walk up onto the court as I've done before and get a nice photo on the court. And I see our friend, Friend of the pod. Friend of the Jim pod. Nance. Jimmy. And Rob, this was the year that I got a chance to spend a little bit more time with Jim. He's always been so gracious. Every time you and I have encountered him at any sporting event, whether it's on our podcast, at the Masters, the Final Fours. And uh, I mean, Rob, this guy is an hour or two away from the world. Millions of people watching him, listening to his every syllable and you would have thought we were just chilling in the backyard or something, chatting it up because he was not rushed. He was as kind. He was telling stories. He's he, an absolute he, professional. He is. He went as far as introducing me to NBA legend and two-time national champion winner, former Duke Blue Devil himself, Mr. Grant Hill, who was alongside him and legendary sports commentator Bill Rafferty that evening calling the final four so 
I got a chance to meet Grant Hill, Bill Rafferty, and uh, Rob. It was that picture that night with Jim Nance that we sent to him. He sent back autograph. And ever since then, we have just been three peas in a pod. Three peas in a pod. That's right. Then, Rob, I finally, after, you know, we chatted up for 15, 20 minutes, I went up to my seat, wished him well. And uh, as I was making now, up to now my where, seat, what, where was your seat? I have to say, this package was really good. I mean, I had like 15th, 20th row, uh, center court. It's and where you want to be. That's perfect watching basketball. Like if you're enjoying the game, that's where you want to be. It was. And I was on my way to those seats when I star, I spotted at the time Alabama's head coach, Avery Johnson, who now is in the broadcast booth. But Avery Johnson was sitting there with his family. So I went over, chatted it up. And Avery Johnson has just one of the most comical voices you've ever heard. It's very high pitched. You would not think Avery Johnson's voice is what it is, but um, you'll hear it on the broadcast. And if next time you tune in, you, you listen, uh, but he was great. He's very comical. He's hilarious. And at the time, Alabama was doing well. So we were talking a little Alabama basketball, believe it or not. And at that point it was tip off. We were ready to rock and roll. The Ramblers of Loyola, Chicago, led by Sister Jean, who at the time was 98 years old, was leading this team through prayer and became a icon. National, a national icon. treasure. Mm -hmm. A sensation on the internet. And Rob, this woman had security guards all around her. It was actually quite, you would have thought like the Pope was in town the way they were protecting her and <laughs> she's fragile she's fragile they got off to a hot start they actually led at halftime 29 22 over number three ranked michigan wolverines at the time but i remember the watching half, the wolverines came out and they just slaughtered the ramblers they were not able to compete they ended up losing 69 57 it was go blue go and they were off to the national championship game. And then the number one ranked Kansas Jayhawks took the court against number one Villanova Wildcats. So you had Jay Wright and Bill Self, Hall of Fame college coaches and legendary programs. These teams were ready to duel, Rob. And the Wildcats, they started hot. I mean, hot. They were smoking out of the gates. And they went on to crush the Jayhawks 95-79. They almost put up 100 points. Which in college um, basketball without any overtimes is insane. Yeah, that just goes to show how on they were that night. So here we were. We've got Villanova and Michigan heading to the national championship, staying in San Antonio yes. for Monday night's big game. Kansas, Loyola, Chicago, hit the road, Jack, you're out. And that's what they did. And I did as well too, Rob. So after the game, Saturday night, I get in my rental car and I drive to the Dallas airport. Now you got to keep in mind, the game ends roughly around the like Dallas airport from San Antonio. Exactly. Exactly. Because I had a flight in on Friday afternoon and then i had the first flight out sunday morning it was the 6 a.m flight out sunday morning from dallas back up to our home in new jersey so i drive 
at like 10.30 p.m. after the game, second game is over, I get in the car and I drive. It's about a three or four hour drive up towards Dallas. Yeah. And I was hauling it and it was nighttime. And I roll up to the airport, return the car, and then get into the airport just before it closes, which was my plan of attack. Again, not trying to spend any money that I don't have to spend. I get into the airport and I sleep in the airport that night, my friend. They closed at like 2 a.m. They wake, you know, they open back up at five in the morning. So I was one of those degenerates curled up on like the chair floor using backpacks just not a good scene you don't feel good doing it you don't feel good the next morning but i saved like 40 to 50 dollars and uh <laughs> <laughs> oh times have changed ricky i boarded the first flight home sunday morning uh as i alluded to earlier was planning on going to the yankees home opener on monday but that got snowed out in april but at least got a chance to hop down to the masters uh later that week for the um par three contest so it was one hell of a week for the brothers brand and myself um it was quite quite a uh, journey the final four is where it's at for a side note the villanova wildcats did defeat the michigan wolverines in the national championship that year 79 62 on monday evening david dv incenzo scored 31 points and was named the most outstanding player that year's final four. Wow. <clears throat> and there you have it. There you have it, Rob. That is a final four story that will live in infamy. I highly recommend you, me, all the listeners go to a final four very, very soon. And on that note, I'm Rob Brandt. And I'm Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Thanks for listening. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.